I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Today we're going to talk about faithfulness. You know, when someone gives a word or somebody uh, promises to be there, are they there? I have a very interesting uh, story off the news, and it was in Armenia, 1988. There was a, a, a man called Samuel and Danella, his wife. They sent their young child, Armand, to school one day. And he just hugged them like fathers do before the children went to school. And he said to him, he said, have a good day at school. Remember, no matter what, I'll always be there for you. Well... A couple hours later, a devastating hurricane rocked that village. As it rocked the village, um, the parents all ran to see the buildings that were destroyed and what happened. And when they came upon the the school for uh, the children, it was completely demolished. Everybody was crying and wailing when the father came. When uh, Samuel got there, he, he started looking for his son. And people started dragging him away and saying, no, it's unstable, and they're lost. A fireman came, and he, he said, could we at least help me? And the fireman said, no, it's too late. And they dragged him away. But he came back. He came back as soon as they left. And what he did, he started digging all that day. He dig, dug all that night. And the next morning, parents were coming with pictures and with, with you know toys and putting up memorials for the children. And he heard a voice, and he heard a small voice saying, Help! Help! As he dug, all of a sudden he heard the voice of his son, and he said, Armin, is that you? And he said, Is that you, Daddy? And what happened? He says, Dad, uh, help me. And so they they made a a broader uh, hole, and as they made the hole, he said, Come up, son. And his son said, No, let the other children come first. He said, Because I know that you come and get me. And because of that heroic man, Samuel, that day, 14 children were saved all in that classroom. You know, that's quite a story, Joy. That's an amazing story. I mean, it just reflects uh, the depth and how the love of a father never gives up, you know. Never gives up. And how we, as children, we believe every word that our father says. And we take it like a 100% guaranteed, you hopefully, know. Hopefully. Hopefully. In some homes it's not hopefully, that Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. Yes. But it does remind me of a, a scripture, Psalms 90, uh, 92 verses 1 to 3. And if I could read it, okay. It says here, it is in Psalms 92 verses 1 to 3. It is, here it says, It is good to praise the Lord and to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. I mean, it is just awesome how we can, at the beginning of every day, you know, just reflect on the love of God. And just thank Him for the air that we breathe, you know, the life that we have, the day that we have to enjoy and to live, you know. And then uh, towards the end of the day, then we can look back and just, you know, just reflect on God's goodness and God's faithfulness, you know. And say, oh, I, I I was having a hard time this afternoon, but then God just gave me encouragement and guidance and wisdom. So this Psalms just, just says it all, you know, that 
to proclaim our, your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Yeah, you begin the day on the love of God and you end the day seeing how faithful He is. Amen. You know, this is what I want to, to really get across to our viewers, mm -hmm. Joy. And that, that is something, and we live in a very unreliable world. That's right. You know, we, we have something that says, you know, this is guaranteed, and then what happens? Doesn't work. Some, something happens. <laughs> well, God is 100% reliable. God is 100% reliable 100% of the time. Not 99%. 100% of the time. In the Bible, we use the word faithful, New Testament, Old Testament. And the verse you use with the Old Testament, and that, that Hebrew word there means to prop or stay or support. What it means is, is God is someone that you can lean on. Wow. He's someone you can trust. You know, lean on me. And God has that, that he's there for us. He's trusting us. We, uh, he, he's, he's trusting. Uh, we're trusting him, you That's know. Right. And he's there. We can lean on him. And he never fails. Amen. In all my life, uh, in ministry, I've been working in ministry since I was 18. That's about 40 years. And, and that's, God has never failed. God has never failed in my life. That's true. He is totally reliable, dependable. Even when we look at the circumstances and we think that, you know, oh, how can, ever, how, how can I get through this thing? Or how can I ever make it? Or I wonder what, what, how God's going to get me out of this, you know? But He does. He does make a way. You know, like that song, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. That's he right. works in ways we cannot see. So God is there at work in whatever circumstance we're facing. Absolutely. But you know, in this world we have Fair weather friends. You ever have fair weather friends? What happens? People, you ever been hurt when somebody that's been your friend for many years and and either they leave, sometimes they leave because of natural reasons. Yes, they get married or, yes. or distance. But but when you put you ever put your trust in somebody, and when you put that trust in someone, that trust has been betrayed, or you, you kind of leaned on them, as I said, lean on God, mm -hmm. and you open your heart and they use that against you. Wow. And, and that, that's for the world. The world has what we call fair weather's friends. And I don't know if you have any experience with that. Well, uh, what I can think of is more actually like uh, uh, a friend that you could really lean on. At the, uh, I mean, you can trust and lean on at this, uh, you know, all the time. Um, looking back uh, in my, I don't know, college days or even after I graduated from college, I got a good good. Um, good friends about seven ladies okay and we call ourselves uh we, we we covenanted we promise to always be there for one another and uh looking back now i was just telling you on our way here that some of my friends are in australia some of these seven friends are in new jersey in in new york philadelphia some are in the philippines davao but city. davao city philippines but they are not fair weather weather friends like you know they're the opposite Although we don't see each other often, although we don't communicate uh, that often, but then I know in my heart that I can call on them, I can email them, and, you know, they would always be there for me. And that's, that's, uh, that's a comfort to know yeah. that we got friends who would stand by us, who will believe the best in us, and who would support us and encourage us. And the problem is, is that sometimes... When well, we have friends that are we call fair weather, not That's like right. your friends. Yeah. And you ex you explain something, you talk to them, and your trust is gone. Mm -hmm. Well, God's never that way. 
He'll never forsake you. And I want to I go back to a story in the Bible about Joshua. I don't know our hearers here, your background, but Joshua, he took over after Moses. Moses, remember Charlton Heston and, and parting of the waters, you know, uh, the Ten Commandments. Well, after Moses had led God's people uh, to the very brink of coming into the promised land, uh, he couldn't come in because of, of reasons that that uh, mistakes and things that had happened, and so Joshua was chosen to take him in. And I want to take you back to a couple of words what happened with Joshua because Joshua is you understand he, he, everyone looked up to uh, Moses before the, all the miracles, all the things Moses had done. Now God appears to Joshua in the first chapter of the book of Joshua. And he says to him, he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, I want you to get up. And he says, I want you to get over, get going on with, the, with what's going on. Moses is gone. It's time to move on. Let's move on to that which I have prepared for you. So then he says a couple of things there. He said in verse 5, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you you nor forsake you i love that verse because i believe god is saying that to you today mm -hmm. he is saying That's to right. you i will not fail you and i will not forsake you now there's two words here i'll just take a few minutes okay. to explain this joy because there's two words here they're very interesting in the hebrew here the first is the word rafa and this means to, uh, this is when he says i'll not fail you the hebrew word means to be feeble slack or relax to abandon it's translated here as fail what god is, is trying to say to joshua is i'm not going to fail you my eye is always going to be on you you will always be in the center of my attention wow isn't that fantastic that god says that to you he says, now, I'm not going to be feeble in my attention. Uh, even as a father, when I have to watch my children and you're watching them, your mind strays once in a while, doesn't it? I mean, you don't mean to do it. Something happens, you're watching, and, and thank, thank the Lord nothing bad ever happens. But once in a while, you may be tired. Your attention's gone for a second. God's attention is not gone off of us for one second. The second word is azap. And that word means to leave, loose, forsake, or neglect. What he's saying is, I'm not going to neglect you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. It's kind of like Joy, my wife here, she, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, she has a complaint. She, I'm the best example of all. <laughs> best example. Well, what Joy did is that Joy... Um, I lose my glasses. You know, I, I don't need my glasses all the time. My, my, glass, my eyes are getting better at home. I don't need them if I'm not going to look more than maybe 20 feet. And, of course, I end up leaving them all over. And all the exciting times we had looking for them. That's right. I say, Joy, where's my glasses? So she's threatened <laughs> to buy these things that my, my 99-year-old school teacher had in the sixth grade, I think. These little things, you know, that <laughs> embroidered beads and around her head just so I don't lose them. Well, Let it here, you know, so it's down. close, always close. Well, she wants to bind them to me is the point. That's right. Well, the word here and the idea is God is bound to us. That's he's right. He's closer than eyeglasses. We never, we never lose God. <laughs> no, he's closer than that. You are bound to the heart of God by the cords of love. Did you get me? That's you good. are bound to the heart of God by the cords of love. God is telling Joshua, he's saying, I'm not going to lose you. 
I'm not going to forsake you with the first part. I'm not going to leave you. Man, I, I got you. Now, God created Velcro. You like Velcro? Oh, I, I use it in a lot of things. And kind it's of very, zip, zip. Yep. Well, that was God had it first. He has the patent on it. Well, the scientists <laughs> who made it actually got the idea from looking at these brambles and briars that have a little hook. Uh -huh. and, and you got brambles That's on right. your legs. Yeah. And it's hard to get, remove it. You can hardly remove it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It gets to be a headache. Well, that's how they invented that, because God had it first. Well, I'll tell you this. God is sticks closer than Velcro. <laughs> you may not feel like it today. You may feel that, where's God in my situ situation? We'll come to that in a minute. But God sticks closer than Velcro. He's attached to you. He's faithful to you. That, that is really a very good, uh, that's a very encouraging word for all of us. Because sometimes when we go through a hard time, we, we feel like we're going through, through that time alone, you know? Yes. Like we got, our friends maybe have um, left us, you know, or is nowhere to be found. And we feel that we're alone. But the truth is, there is somebody who always has his hand upon us and his eyes is always upon us. And that is God. Not always? Always, as in always, 100%. You know, I, I used to teach in Scotland, and I worked in Liverpool, England for many years. And, um, and I'd go up to, to, up to Scotland and, and be a Christian castle, would have mm -hmm. conferences and things. People owned it, had a, like a Bible classes. But there is a story. There's a, a, a shepherd who lived outside of Edinburgh. And he died, but he had one of these uh, shepherd dogs. You know, they're kind of like a border collie. And uh, they're very smart dogs. And when the shepherd died, he became the talk of the town because he would go to the grave of the, uh, the, the shepherd and he would lay on that grave all day long. And they wondered how long the dog would do that. Every day they came from the castle in Edinburgh. It was a shot. In the afternoon, I think it was 1 o'clock when they usually do it, and the dog would shoot off like a shot himself and go to the store where somebody who knew the shepherd before would feed him, and he'd go back to the grave. He stuck there for 12 years. Wow. 12 years he stuck to that. Man, that, that, that's an animal mm -hmm. showing faithfulness. Another story was well, there, was a, there was a farmer one day that saw this, this goose, and this goose got hit by a car, and when he got hit by a car, um, he put it into an oil drum, and uh, thinking it was half dead, and rolled it down by the side of the road, kind of protected too, in case it could live, and like a little house, like mm -hmm. you know. And the neighbor people would watch it for seven years. The gander, the wife of the of this goose, uh -huh. would not go more than ten feet away from that barrel. She'd wow. get food and things and bring it, but she'd not go more than 10 feet away from that barrel. This is in nature. Imagine what God's like. Imagine what God's like. That is really great, Pastor Jim. And let me just read Hebrews 13. I'm just reminded of Hebrews 13, verse 5, That's a where, good verse. where it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee. This is the part I love the best. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And just like those uh, illustrations you mentioned a while back, you know, how it speaks of a, a, a loyalty, a faithfulness, a commitment, you know. And it is the same with God. God is committed to us. That's the key. He's committed to us. 
He, he made a covenant with us. A covenant's different mm -hmm. than a contract. People break contracts and things happen. That's but right. God says, if I make a contract with you and you break it, well, man, mm -hmm. we split up. Well, God makes a covenant. So even if you are breaking it, he stills committed. He has a, 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 his commitment and love towards us. Wow. And what God is saying to Joshua, going back to Joshua, he's saying, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the fight and the things that are going to be ahead of you, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Uh, he says, every step you take, I'm going to be with you, he says. You know that God has been with you since the very beginning of your life? You know, when, that, the, when you first met that funny-looking guy in a mask that whacked you on the back end and brought life into your body? <laughs> well, well, I didn't bring life in, but he helped the breathing going. Yes, that's right. Uh, what happened was it's God was in there for the In fact, before you were born, he, Yes, even God's when you, were, you were still being conceived in your mother's womb, God already, you know, God was there. God is there. And here's the thing, Joy. He's never left us. We may feel like he's left us sometimes. And this is the question I want to ask you. Why is it that sometimes bad things happen to us? People say, okay, if God's been watching me, if God's been looking out for me, if God's been there, Jim, like you said, sticking closer than a brother, why did this happen to me? Why did this, this man cheat me? Why, why did I you know, buy a car and it turned out to be a super, super lemon? I mean, what happened? What, what are the reasons for that? I think one of the reasons is because God has given us the free will, you know, to make choices, to make decisions for ourselves. Because He has given us the, the ability to weigh things and to think what would be best and given us that freedom to choose, you know, to choose and to, what, to, what we decide on. So now, uh, I think that's one of the major, major uh, reasons why a lot of bad things happen to us because we make bad choices we make um, you know like immature choices and sometimes we make choices that is totally out of our emotion we don't wait upon God we don't seek what is God's we will get grumpy. yeah <laughs> that, that goes too but sometimes yes you know we just decide out of our emotion out of because we see a need or we see an opportunity but but, but regardless it's always good to seek what God's will is, you know. And then we make right choices, we make right decisions. Well, well there's two things that are very important to understand here. And you said them both. The reason that sometimes bad things happen to good people is, number one, is that, that what you said also, we make bad choices. We, we're the source of it. That's God right. said to Israel, oh, I wish that you, you'd listen to me. Your peace would have been like a river. But you choose to do your own thing. Well, the other side, which you said so well, is that God has given us a free will. That means that I have a free will mm -hmm. to choose Him or choose good, but you also have a free will. Right. And what happens is, if you choose to do something stupid, mm -hmm. and it hurts other people, That's it's right. not God who's the author of that. It's because He has given us a free will. For example, He's given you a free will that you can take and you can get drunk, you get in that car and you kill somebody. Yes. It was not God who killed that person. It was your stupidity <laughs> that you mm -hmm. did it. You shouldn't have been doing that, driving drunk. And secondly, it was your free will that led to that. You can't blame God. Now, the solution to that would be that God would take all those Osama Bin Ladens, all the mean people, all the, the sex offenders, all the robbers, all these people, and turn them into mindless robots. All these people who make bad mistakes. All like, these people make like bad you mistakes. you and I, too. So that's just it. <laughs> if God did that, he'd have to do that for you too. You see, that's why God is eternity. That's why there's a heaven, there's a hell. 
Because people make choices in this life. And those choices they make will affect eternity. Well, the bad part of that is the choices they make in this life also affects other people. That's right. The choices they make will affect your life. If somebody tries to sell you something they know is bad, they're lying to you. That's why we, we usually pray and ask God. You That's know, right. he, he helps us, but we still make mistakes. Well, God doesn't come with an angel, hit that person over the head and say, well, you're doing wrong. Their conscience knows they're mm -hmm. doing wrong because God speaks to our conscience, but they choose to go that way. And that's why bad things happen. So, yes, God is with you. He never leaves you. He's always with you. But, but things happen in this life. And Paul, who was in prison, and he said while he was in prison, he's talking about that God is faithful. Amen. How can he say God's faithful when he's in prison? Well, you read the verses. It was a guy who betrayed him. He ended up in prison. And Alexander caused me great harm, he said. You know, Paul was in God's will. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Yet he says, Alexander caused me much pain, yeah. much trouble. People do that. But the good news is that God is more than able to make up for the evil that they've done. God will turn it around and bless you and help you. He'll bring you through it. That's why the verse you started with is so great. Mm -hmm. I can look back at my life. There's been times in my life when I felt like giving up. There's been times in my life I said, Oh God, I'd rather not even be here. There's been times in my life I felt rejected. I felt put down. I felt like, you know, I don't have no more strength. But I look back on my life and those were dark patches. But I made it through it because God was faithful and brought me out. And as he brought me out, I understood that he was with me every step of the way. That's good. That is good. And, and for me also, what really helps me as I go through, uh, sometimes as I go through the hard time, is I, I go to the Bible. I go to the Bible. I read scriptures about God's love, God's mercy, God's faithfulness. Yes. And it builds me up in my faith. And it gives me comfort and peace knowing because the words, the word, the word of God, as I read it repeatedly, becomes alive and my spirit becomes alive and, and it just builds me up and it encourages me. Oh, that's okay. Let's read some of those verses. Yes, I, like I, I really have a couple. I, I actually have a couple of verses I would like to mention. Exodus uh, 34 verse 6, it says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding, in love and faithfulness. What about Psalms 89, verse 1 and 2? It says, Our Lord, I will sing of your love forever. Everyone yet to be born will hear me praise your faithfulness. I will tell them God's love can always be trusted. Always. 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 And His faithfulness lasts as long as the heavens. Amen. And one other scripture I would just like to add would be Psalms 25, verse 10, where it says, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. That means loving some of His ways? No, it says all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. Well, going back to my Psalms 89, mm -hmm. I'll take another verse there, verse 8. And it says this, O Lord God Almighty, who is, who is like you, you are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. God Faithfulness is so important to God that it just surrounds Him. Wow. It's like a, 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 His presence. You know, His presence is love. He is God is love. But He surrounds Himself with faithfulness. And that's one reason He likes to surround Himself 
with those of us that are faithful too. Mm -hmm. That's why the, the word says, that Jesus says that when we see him, he's look at us and says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And that's why we need faithfulness in our life. Uh, faithfulness towards God. I know we all make mistakes. We're not, God is perfect in His faithful, faithfulness. We're imperfect in our faithfulness. But we need, we need to be faithful to Him. How do we be faithful to Him? Number one, take time to talk with Him. Take time to fellowship with God. He wants to know what you say. He wants to talk to you. You say, well, God knows everything about me already. That's true, but He wants to hear it from your lips. He, mm -hmm. just, he, he hangs on your every word. Word. I promise you that. And, and also, if you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, the Bible says that we must be born again. The Bible says that we need to accept Jesus into our life. And if you've never done that, that's a great step of being faithful to Him by receiving all the things He has for you. How long does it take to become a Christian, Joy? All it needs is just one sincere prayer. I thought it took three years in Bible school. Nope, not. you don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to do this and to do that. All it requires of us is just one sincere prayer, opening up our hearts to Him and accepting Him as a personal Lord and Savior. You yes. know, you can do that right there, right now. You may have been thinking, you know, God, God, God is faithful, but I've been in, not faithful to Him. You know... He's not going to condemn you and put you down because of that. He reaches out with his hands and he says, I love you, I care for you, and I want to help you. So what we want to do is pray with you today. Joy and I just want to bring you before the master, the Father, the Master. And we, when you come before God, say, God, number one, if you don't know him, say, God, I want to know you. Number two, if you're struggling with things in your life right now, where you feel like, oh, I'm having pressure. I'm going through a darkness. I'm going, I just came from the doctor's office before I came here. There, there's things that we go through that we battle. Yet God is faithful. Amen. He loves you and he'll help you. So let's pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Lord, if there's anybody here today that does not know you, that's listening, Father, we receive that salvation. Father, we receive you into our heart. We confess Jesus is Lord of our life. We turn our back on that which is the past, and we turn our eyes forward to you and accept you into our hearts yes. and our lives, and we confess you as Lord of our lives. Lord, I pray for those watching that are going through a hard time. Some are going through divorce. Some are going through physical problems. Some are going through uh, pressures and, and, and they're condemned and put down or, or different things are happening. God, you are there. You're sticking closer than Velcro to them. Yes, Lord. You care for them. Mm. I pray right now, God, that you touch each and every one of our listeners. We pray, God, that you encourage them today to remember that you're their God who sticks close. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Rain down in my life. Flood me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven. To be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. That is coming my way.